so much drama. The Catholic Church, we are filled with drama. We love drama. This is a dramatic day. Yesterday it was all white in here, now it's all purple. Even this, all purple. You're going to see so much purple you won't be able to stand it. And um, we don't sing that, the A word during all of these 40 days. The A-L-L, that's it. That's as much as I'll give you. Uh, dramatic. Change it all. Um, but also the whole feel is different. And it starts with a very dramatic gesture, the placing of ashes on our forehead, and, and with language and imagery that's incredible. Listen to this. This is how the first reading starts. From Joel. And God is speaking. He says, Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. And the only thing I would say is, no, rend your garments too. Because that's what they did. They tear their clothes put ashes all over their head, put on sackcloth, and walk through the streets, and everybody would be able to say, ooh, there's a sinner. Ooh, very dramatic. But it wasn't for the sake of drama. The drama was to do what this reading said, rend your hearts, return to me, come back. You've strayed away. You've, you've lost yourself. Come back. And then we hear this incredible opening prayer. I don't care for this prayer. Um, but I know some, some maybe will go get their rifle today right after this. I love it so much. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting. Nice so far. This campaign of Christian service. This campaign. Hmm. And then it goes wacko. So that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. Get your guns out. We're going to fight sin. We're going to fight sin. Dramatic language. That's what it is, drama. But why all the drama? Because sometimes it's the only thing that wakes us up. We have to kind of get shocked. It's like throwing cold water in the face. Now you're alert. Now you're ready, ready for anything. But listen to this gospel. And it's a perfectly written gospel. There's three things. Three is a, one of those magic numbers. One, two, three strikes, you're out. That's a big number. And for each one of it, it says, do this, but don't do it in public. Do it in private. Because if you do it in public, you're doing it to get the praise of other people. And if you do it in private, you're just doing it for God. And it says it for each one, exactly the same. So what is it that we're asked to do? The same thing that we're asked in the first reading. Fast, give alms, and pray. So we might ask ourselves, what do those things do to us? What happens to us when we fast? Well, it's good for the body, they say. It, it, there's a cleansing thing that happens. But there is another rich significance. You know, uh, the number of programs I'm seeing or commercials on television right now about feed the kids, feed the kids, all these different groups, you just give uh, nine, uh, 69 cents a day. Give uh, whatever it is, $15 a year. And, and, and I'm assuming that a couple million people will hear that and do it. So this money is going to come into these programs that just feed the children. Just feed the children. There is a group, I'd like to get them here, but I don't know that we will for uh, many reasons. But if you go up um, uh, 
by Fletcher and the, the two schools there, they have a feeding program. And uh, they come, and you just have to show that you uh, are in a certain bracket financially. And you can take home all this food every week. And all kinds of other services are offered. This group is it's just reaching out to the poor or to those who they say today are food insecure. <laughs> insecure. Because things are so expensive and there's just such a limit to what you can do with your money. So all of these things, they're good things. We, we fast, we give alms to help people, to take care of the poor, and, uh, and we pray more. This season is a great season of prayer, traditional, the, the way of the cross, via crucis, just to open up our spirit in prayer. We even try, we tried in our decor of the sanctuary to make it look a little uh, desert-like, barren, no leaves, no beautiful flowers or blossoms, no fruit, just barren. Because every once in a while, it's good to get back to that, to strip away stuff. So that's why if we give up chocolate or give up beer or give up sports games or whatever, it's not to punish ourselves or to, or to make ourselves miserable, although it does do that to a lot of people. Um, it's to strip away what we don't absolutely need or something even that we like, just to go without a little bit, because sometimes that opens up the spirit. But also, it can get us in touch with people who have so little in the world, who don't have any of the, even the necessities, let alone the extras. Chocolate today? Oh, I don't think so. I just would like a cup of water. You know, so this is a very special season. And one of the reasons is, do you realize that before these 24 hours are over, over a billion Catholics throughout the world will have received these ashes. Over a billion Catholics will have heard some of, at least, these readings. Over a billion Catholics through the world will receive the invitation to go on a journey, the journey of Lent, to see what might happen in our hearts and in our lives if we open up to the, to the power of this beautiful season. And not just Catholics, Episcopalians and Lutherans and many other Christians will join us. We will join them in this journey of Lent. So it really is up to us uh, to embrace it. And, and I, know everybody, I don't know why everybody loves the ashes, but they do. Uh, this day and Palm Sunday are the two biggest attended days. And one priest told me it's because the church gives something away for free, and that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe it's a powerful sign. The old language you used was, from dust to dust you shall return. But we say now, repent and believe in the gospel. Turn away from sin and believe in the gospel. And if we do that, we might just get led to that moment, which I think is the supreme moment of our faith, that one. I'll say, if I had to say, in a way, even more than that, this naturally comes to that in God's eyes. But for Jesus on that cross, after all the suffering he went through with people, oh my God, imagine this happening to you. You walk in the store today and somebody <laughs> spits right in your face. And they did that to Jesus. Spit in his face. Spit all over him. Insulted him. Screamed at him. Mocked him. Shouted again and again, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. 
And of all the things that he could have said on that cross, hmm, Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. Now really, how often do we think of those words when we've been insulted or embarrassed or hurt or, or ridiculed? How often do we think of those words? And yet, aren't those the most human words possible? If, you know, somebody hates you, why hate them back? Why be just like them, you know? The dog bites you, why, why bite the dog back, turn, turn into one just like the dog? But what if we could become supremely human, divinely human, and love even those who hate? And in fact, if anything is going to hate or change a hating world, I don't think it's more hate. I suspect it's more love. So that's what we're invited to today in this glorious season of Lent. I hope it's positive and, and happy. We should take to heart, wash our faces. Uh, don't look like we're fasting. And wash our faces and, and, and give something away to somebody, but, but do it secretly. Don't make a big thing of it. In this case, don't be dramatic. And then find time to pray. Find time to pray. And you might just embrace that that famous website I keep telling you about, usccb.org, you'll find the daily scriptures there. And not a bad thing to go there and read them, and there's even usually a podcast or a, a little visual thing that somebody preaches on that day, and you can get a little a homily from the Word of God. I no voy a repetir todo, excepto decir este tiempo es un tiempo de cambiar, de renovar nuestras vidas. Uh, y si estamos haciendo penitencia, no es para hacer penitencia. La penitencia tiene una razón a cambiar nuestros corazones. Entonces, si vamos a hacer algo menos de esto o esto, uh, eh, eh, esta no es la razón. La razón es que podemos sentir algo adentro. Y posiblemente vamos a apreciar todo lo que tenemos. Posiblemente van a causarnos a estar uh, poco generoso. Uh, en, en el lugar de yo cam, uh, comiendo más chocolate, dar chocolate a otra persona, posiblemente. Y este tiempo tienen la oportunidad de um, hacer una diferencia en nuestras mentes, en nuestros corazones y entonces en nuestras acciones. Y uh, yo creo que Jesús está invitándonos a venir más cerca de Él abrir a Él, rezar a Él y descubrir su gracia en nosotros.